This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Profitability Movement. Go to https colon forward slash forward slash profitability dash movement dot mn dot co to join this community of business owners focused on building profit, increasing wealth, and giving back. Thank you for joining us. Here's how we will help your business and you today. It's summer. It's really busy. And I'm going to keep the next few podcasts short and give you one or two ideas that you can implement immediately in the summertime to help you get and stay profitable and keep your cash flow. One of my clients a couple of years ago had his service manager and his top four technicians walk out right as the hot summer hit. Literally the day before the hot summer hit, they all resigned, okay? So what happened? And how did he survive the summer? And I'm gonna tell you the story during this podcast and then give you some of the things that really apply today and how you might deal with some of the issues that we're having with supply issues because now we have supply issues and some of you don't have people issues but we have to get equipment but anyway so literally the day before it got hot literally that week um, his service manager put in his two weeks notice his top four technicians put in their two weeks notice and they walked out the door. Now, there were signs that this was going to be happening. I saw them. I told the owner about it and he didn't listen. So here he is stuck with his two most junior technicians and he had six. He now has his two most junior technicians and they have to go through a hot, hot summer with the two most inexperienced guys that he had. So. Imagine that you had on your dispatch schedule enough work to keep six technicians busy. How did two technicians deal with what six technicians used to deal with and the two being the most junior with the least experience? The plan was this and it actually did work. Those two junior technicians worked their butts off. And what they ended up doing is every morning they would have a technical session about some of the things that they were likely to see. They would review some of the service calls that they had went, had gone on the day before to figure out who, what, when, where, why, and how, and how they could have diagnosed and made them you know, quicker and not made mistakes and not have callbacks and warranty calls. So every morning, these guys came in for a half hour meeting, technical training meeting every single day. We also knew that finding experienced technicians in the middle of summer was probably not going to happen. And it didn't because every experienced tech who's really good is going to be working. The only ones who are out there are those who aren't any good, who have callbacks, and who say they know what they're doing, but actually don't. And contractors like you can't put up with that. The warranty calls and callbacks are way too um, critical, hurtful, whichever you want to call it, when it's summertime. Yeah, they're bad when it's slower, but when they're summertime, taking away revenue producing calls is almost, you know, it hurts so, so much. 
So we knew that we couldn't find additional technicians and we knew that the two technicians who were there were willing to do what it took. And we had a conversation um, with them and the owner had a conversation with them. All right, so that's the technical side. And by the end of the summer, they were really, really, really good techs. They had their acts together. They knew how to diagnose. They knew how to talk to customers. They knew what was going on because they had intensive training every single day. And okay, that's the technician side. But what about the customer side? Remember, we're going from six technicians to two technicians. So the CSRs and the dispatchers were honest with the customers. They said, look, this is what happened. Um, we have a situation where we only have two technicians right now, and this is the soonest that we can get there. And they explained it and they talked to the customers and the customers, I do not think they lost more than a few customers over the entire summer. Literally, the customer said, oh my um, gosh, you know, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, you know, I, I, and they understood, they actually did stay most of them. Now, who did they take care of? They took care of their maintenance customers first. The maintenance customers are the ones who signed a piece of paper, they're loyal to the company and the company has to be loyal to them. So whatever happened during the day, if a maintenance client customer called in, that maintenance customer got taken care of first. And then the customers who had done business with them you know, over the past two or three years came second. And then those who, you know, were calling around and something along those lines, they fit them in as they could. All right, so this happens no matter what, you know, think about it. And this is the thing that you absolutely have to have. Your maintenance agreement clients come first, no matter what. They have signed a piece of paper with you and you've got to be loyal to them because they are loyal to you. Many of you are in situations right now, and especially coming out of COVID last year, where nobody wanted you in their homes and then everybody wanted you in their homes. And you had to take care of your maintenance agreement clients first. And everybody else, I'm sorry, you know, our first available appointment is, we'll call you the day before to make sure you still need somebody to come out. You have to, have to, have to take care of your maintenance agreement clients, all right? It's not an option. It has to happen. And we're seeing this now. And, you know, the first hot day, uh, one of my clients got, I think, 300 phone calls or somewhere around there in, in the first day when it, the hot weather hit here in Atlanta. And again, we prioritize them. Maintenance agreement clients first, warranty clients first. Um, and then we take care of those customers who've done business. And then we put everybody else, you know, when we can get to them. And we, and we call them the day before to make sure they still need somebody to come out. And sometimes they found somebody. A lot of times they can't because everybody is still in the same situation. So that's what happened in this company. They took care of maintenance agreement clients first. Then they took care of customers who... Um, had done business with them in the past three years, and then they fit in everybody else as they could. So that's essentially what happened. When we get back from break, I will tell you the rest of the story. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. We'll be right back. You can't. 
That's what my daughter Kate told me when I said I wanted to make financials fun. The gauntlet was laid down. The red blanket was waved in front of the bowl. Ronin the Rubber Duck was born. This ebook is a whimsical look at financials from a duck's perspective. To get this fun, easy to read Kindle book, go to Amazon and search for Ronin the Rubber Duck Dives into Financials. That's R O N A N, the Rubber Duck Dives into Financials. Let me know if I made financials fun for you. Welcome back. Thank you for listening to Contractor Sense. Before the break, I told you the story of one of my clients who lost his service manager and his top four technicians right before the hot summer hit. We talked about the fact that the technicians had intensive training every morning when they got there for half an hour. They learned all the technical things they needed to do. They went through all their calls the previous day. They learned what they needed to learn. And the customers, um, when people called in on the phone, maintenance agreement clients got taken care of first, then customers who had used them in the past, and then they fit in people who were just calling around. So again, maintenance agreement clients come first. I know I'm starting to sound like a broken record. And yes, I'm dating myself when I say broken record, but they really and truly do need to come first. And so they did that. All right, so this was started in May. And we went through May and June and July. And by August, everything that you know was going to break that summer had broken. So August started to calm down a little bit. By September, everything was pretty much calmed down. And the owner then started looking for service technicians in September because other companies were laying people off because they didn't need them anymore. Um, crazy, crazy, crazy things. So he found another, you know, slowly found some more technicians. And the two technicians who had stayed with him over the summer, um, he gave them a big thank you. I mean, they were exhausted, number one. You know, think about it. Just think about all the overtime that they did, all the training that they did. They were exhausted. So he sent them all on a cruise, sent the two of them on a cruise with their wives, he paid for the entire thing and they rested for an entire week. And they were very appreciative of the thank you. And obviously he paid them and everything along those lines, um, but he actually did take care of them and got them to rest for a week. Now, um, did they actually rest? Yeah, I think they played a little bit on the cruise, but it was something that it was a very big thank you from him. It was something that um, he really appreciated what had happened. and. Overall, he started building a really good culture and he made sure of who he hired in the future that they were loyal, not to the service manager, but loyal to the company. It was um, very obvious, at least for me coming in from the outside, that these technicians were not loyal to the company. They were loyal to the service manager. And the owner and I had a conversation about that. Um, and the service manager was loyal to himself. He wasn't loyal to the company either. And you could tell by how he said what he said and things along those lines. So we knew something was going to happen. Did we expect him to walk out right before hot season? No, but it did. He survived and um, the company did incredibly well. And he ended up selling the company you know, about 10 years later with a huge lesson learned and a very, very strong service department to go along with the sale. So, all right. That's the story. 
hopefully it will never, ever, ever happen to you. But we're dealing with it now from a very different perspective. Instead of not being able to find service technicians, um, we're, you know, some of these, you know, finding people is still really hard, but we can't in many, many, many cases find equipment. You know, equipment is two weeks out, three weeks out, four weeks out, you know, and, you know, quote unquote, everybody's in the same boat. However, there have been some companies um, who shall remain nameless at this point who have had very strong cash flow and very strong balance sheets who were able to, I had one company who literally purchased a half million dollars of equipment in April. They estimated the amount of equipment that they were going to need for the summer and they wrote a check for a half a million dollars in May. They didn't want to be caught without equipment for the summer. They estimated what did they need based on what had happened last year and they wrote a check. So some of you are in the same position there. They didn't have to, they don't have to worry about equipment. They have it. Some of you are not in a position where you can do that. However, you can maintain your loyalty to a specific supplier, a specific distributor, a specific manufacturer, because those who have been loyal and those who have paid their bills and those who are buying equipment from them on a regular basis are the ones who are getting the equipment first. So when this is all over and the supply chains um, go back to quote unquote, whatever the new normal is, you have to be loyal to somebody, some company, some manufacturer, some vendor, some supplier, because these are the ones that are being taken care of first. And it, something like this will happen again. I'm not saying it's going to happen next year, two years, three years, four years, five years down the road, but it will happen. And as long as you build up the cash, i.e. save 1% of every dollar that comes in the door and don't touch it. And now that it's busy, it's very easy to save that 1%. The tougher part is like in February next year uh, when it's a little bit harder to save the 1%, but save it. You know, can you write a million, you know, can you write a half million dollar check for inventory? They could. So they didn't have to worry about equipment. And think about it, all the other people in the area, um, not all of them, I don't know for a matter of fact, but you know, I would say a lot of them can't, couldn't get equipment. And it's hot and Mrs. Jones wants her system installed. Now, this is the company that has equipment. Who do you think she's going to go to? Who do you think she's going to go to, even if the price is a little bit higher? Now, I'm not asking you to gouge anybody, but you still have to make your net profit per hour and since all of the supplies are increasing in price rapidly, most of the manufacturers have already had two price increases and I'll bet there'll be a third one by the end of the year. I mean, you have to raise your prices. Everything's going up. So be loyal, save cash and build a great culture for your employee base. So you can make sure that the, the team and your employees are loyal to the company, not necessarily loyal to any one individual. So, so thank you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. 
For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.